Okay, today's Amur is Davav Amur Aleph, and we're up to the bottom of Hey Amud Beis. In yesterday's Amud, we learned a very important Yisoyed about the Isser of having Chametz on Pesach. We learned that to have the Chametz of a Goy in our Rishus on Pesach, that's not Aser. We're not allowed to have our own Chametz on Pesach, but a Goy's Chametz we could have. However, we learned that there's a very important exception to that, and that's if I take responsibility, if I take achrayas, if it's a pikodin in my rishos, so that I cannot have, because when I have a pikodin in my rishos, I have a responsibility for it, and a responsibility is somewhat of a bailos, so somewhat of an ownership of it, and therefore we can't have it. We ended off that Rava said to the people of his city, of Mechuza, that they should get rid of the chametz of the soldiers that was in their house. They used to host soldiers because they would be responsible if something happened to that chametz. And that responsibility puts it into their rishos. Three lines from the bottom. We'll continue from there. dummy. It seems that there's a machlaikis, Rashi brings a machlaikis in Bavakama, about something called davar hagoyrim lamamun, something that causes money. In other, in other words, something that's technically not mine, but it, but my, my, my mamun is attached to it. In other words, that if it's destroyed, I have to pay for it. And there's a machlaikis of something that would cause me a hefsid mamun. Is that called that it's in my rishos? So it's good according to the one who holds that something that would cause a loss of money for me, so that that has a din of my mammon, that has a din of my possessions, so I understand why I cannot have it in my Rishos on Pesach. If I am holding the chametz of a guy in my Rishos on Pesach, and if something happened to that chametz, I would be responsible for it, so that's goyrim l'mamayin, and that has a din of my money, and of course I'm, I'm responsible, and I can't have it in my Rishos on Pesach. Ella. According to the one who holds that if something doesn't belong to me, just because it would cause a hefsid mamain for me, just because it would cause a loss of money for me, that does not make it considered mine. So so what could you say? What what's the problem of having it in my Rishos on Pesach? And for the Gemara, Shani, Hacha, the Omar Loi Over here it's different because there's a Pasuk of Loi The Pasuk of Loi tells us that even something which is technically, halachically not mine, but if it's something I'm responsible for, that still places it in my Rishos on Pesach. It's considered that it's a, it's, it's Nimtza. It's considered that something of mine is, is there on Shabbos. It was there on Pesach, I'm sorry, and a person is not allowed to have it in their Rishos on Pesach. Ikun de Amri, some say this back and forth um, a little bit differently. They say as follows. It's good according to the one who says that something that would cause a hefsin mamain, something that would cause me to have to pay for it is not considered like my possessions. So that I understand that Hainu, I just went on to Davavam at Aleph, Hainu de Itzrich Layimatse. That's why I need a Pasuk of Layimatse. 
In other words, we're darshaning a pasuk of la to say that even something that's technically not mine, because I'm financially responsible for it, I cannot have it in my rishos on Pesach. So I understand why I need an extra pasuk for that, because it's not technically mine. But the manda omar that says that something that I have to pay for is considered mine. So lo lamali. So what do I need a pasuk for? Of course I can't have it in my rishos on Pesach. Zochti gemara no. It's strich. I still need the pasuk, even though it's technically considered mine. Without a pasuk, I still might have said that it's not enough for me to be considered an owner when it comes to having chametz in my rishos on Pesach. Sal kodaita chamina. I would have thought. Ha'il v'chi isay hadar since if the chametz is here be'en, since if the chametz is not destroyed, so then I don't keep that chametz, and there's no scenario where I keep that chametz. Let's say, for example, like in Rava's case, I have soldiers that stay in my house, and there's chametz that's their chametz, and it's in my house. It's true that if I if if the chametz gets destroyed, I'm responsible for it. But if the chametz doesn't get destroyed, it's not my chametz. Kolzman, the chametz exists, it's not mine. It only causes me a financial loss if the chametz gets destroyed. So, since while it exists, hadar be'ene, it gets returned be'en, the actual chametz gets given to the guy, lav bershusei koi, I might think that that's not considered in my rishos, even if you hold over agayrim l'mamen k'mamen, and the pasuk comes to say that no, that since if it gets destroyed, you would have to pay for it. So therefore, it, you you are obligated to get rid of it before Pesach. Okay, now the Gemara goes. This was the last thing was a conversation with Rava. We had different versions of the of the story. We had different versions of the Shakalavitari of the Gemara within the halacha of whether we own something that's in the rishos of a guy. So the Gemara Kedarka goes into another halacha, that's nothing to do with Pesach, that also has to do with the ownership of a Goy and the ownership of a Yid. Bo minei me Rava. They asked the Shaila of Rava. They asked the following question. Behemas Arnoina. If you have an animal, a behema of Arnoina. What's Arnoina? Rashi says that Arnoina means that there's a tax on the animals and that the melech collects a tenth of the animals. So that means that when I have a flock of animals, there's an, un, there's an understanding that a tenth of those animals gets handed over to the melech. Now, the halacha is that a, a, and there's a din of bechar, if that the firstborn of an animal has kedusha, and there are dinim of bechar. And the Gemara says in the beginning of Masechta Bechayrois, the Mishnah says that the din of Bechayr only applies to animals that are 100% in the ownership of a Yid. But if a guy has even partial ownership of, an, of, an, of, of those animals, then they're pater from Bechayr. The Lashon of that Rashi brings is, Kol sheyad nachri be'emtza. Anything that is a little bit of a guy. Mixed in, you're already potter from the din of Bechar, because the Pasuk says, Li kol Bechar be Yisrael. Every Bechar by Yisrael belongs to me, Hashem says, but not if the ownership of a guy is mixed in. 
So now they asked Rava one second, what if a person has a flock of animals that he's going to have to give a tenth of those animals over to the guy? Is that considered enough of a ownership of the guy that you're not chayev in Bechayra? Behemas arnoina chayeves bebechayra? Is it obligated in Bechayra? Oy ain chayeves bebechayra? Or is it not obligated in Bechayra? So the Gemara says a brilliant svara. Says the Gemara like this. Any situation where you could remove the guy by paying him off. In other words, if a tenth of my animals has to be given to the guy, then I'm not obligated to actually give the animals to the guy. It really is a way of just making a tax. I have to pay the guy for a tenth of the animals. But I'm not taking, I'm not opening the gates of my field and actually giving over animals. So the Gemara says in that scenario where you could just tell the guy, I could be misalik lebezuzi, I could pay him, I don't have to actually give him the actual animals, that's not a shayla, the chayev, that's certainly your chayev, it's not considered that the guy has ownership if it's easy to just give the guy money and then you could keep all your animals. You know where we have a question? When you cannot um, push the guy aside, when you cannot be with money, where you're actually giving actual animals over to the guy. So there, that means that in your animals, there's a 10% ownership of the guy. My, what's the halacha? Omar Luhu, Rava said to them, Enochenami, Petura, Yutaka Potter from Bechur, that's already, if the, if the guy is walking out with 10% of your animals, that's considered that it's Yad Nachri Be'emtza, that there's the hand of the guy is here, and Yutaka Potter from Bechura. Zakti Gemara, one second, Vehotanyo Chayeves. But we have a Brysa that says that you are Chayev in Bechura. So it sounds like that 10% ownership of the guy is not enough to say that it's Yad Nachri Be'emtza. So no, that Bryce is talking about the other case. Hasam Dematsi Misalikli. Over there in that Bryce we're talking about that you could pay the guy off. If you could pay the guy off, so then it, you, it's considered that you're a 100% owner. That was one version of the Shiloh that was asked to Rava and the answer that Rava gave. Some learn the Gemara differently. Amri, some say, oh my Rava, that Rava said. It's interesting, in this version, it sounds like Rava wasn't asked the Shaila. But in, in any event, oh my Rava, Rava said, Behemas Arnoina, Petura Mina Bechaira. That a Behema of Arnoina is Potter from Bechaira. It, it, in, in this version, Rava said that the behema of Arnoina is Potter from Bechur. Before, in the first version, he said, only if you can't be Misalakle Bezuze. But over here, in this version, Rava says that Behemas Arnoina is Petura min Abechaira, the Afal Misalakle. Even if you could pay the guy off, Still, it's considered enough ownership that he has a bilus of 10% of the animals. Even if I could technically pay him off, he's still considered Yad Nachri Be'emtza, and he, and you are Potter from the din of Bechur. However, very interesting, Isas Arnoina, Chayeves Bechala. We know that when you make a certain amount of dough, you have to separate Chala. We do it till today. 
you have to separate chala. So, and happens to be a similar halacha. There's a pasuk by chala that says, Arisoi say chem, that you have to bring chala from your dough. That extra lochem that's included in the Arisoi say chem teaches us that it's only the dough that's 100% under the ownership of a yid. If the dough is, has even a little bit of ownership of a guy, it's not chayev and chala. So Rava said, even though I'm telling you that by an animal, if there's a 10% ownership of the guy, even if you could pay the guy off, still, it's considered enough ownership of the guy that you putter from the din of Bechor. That's only true by animals. When it comes to dough, when talking not about the din of Bechor, but about the din of Chala, you are Chayev in Chala, even if it's the same arrangement. Isasar Noina, the dough of, that has a tax on it, let's say that you have to give 10% of the dough to the, to the guy. Chayeves Bechala is Chayev in Chala. It's not considered that the guy is involved. Shockingly, Rava says, Even though you can't pay the guy off. So that's incredible. That by the behema we say that even if you could pay the guy off, so it's not, the guy is not that involved because I could just give him money and he'll leave my animals alone. Still, the guy is involved enough that you putter from Bechar. But by the dough, which has the same halacha, that if a guy has ownership, there's no din of chala, even if, even if I cannot remove the guy, there's no way to remove the guy, that I'm actually going to give a clump of dough over to the guy, so the guy mamish has ownership in this, in this, in this dough, still Rava said you're chayev in chala. So the Gemara says, what's the reason for this? This has nothing to do with the technical halacha of if the guy is considered an owner. This is a different, a different nekuda here. My timer, what's the reason? Behema isle kala. Animals, which are big, um, expensive items, so there's a kail, there's a, there's, the, the world knows, people know which animal belongs to a yid and which animal a guy has some ownership of. It's something that's a pub, it's a matter of public record. Just like today, you go into the parking lot of a shul or of a, some kind of, any kind of community thing in your bungalow colony parking lot, you know this car belongs to this one, this car belongs to that one. The same thing is true with animals. That there was a curl. You knew that there was a, a goyish presence there. So if you didn't do the halachas of Bechaira, you understood. It's because the guy has some ownership. But Isa Lesley Kala, but Doe, Dough, your dough that's sitting on your kitchen table, that the fact that a guy has some ownership of it, that's not, that's not well known. It's, there's no coil. And therefore people don't know that the guy has some ownership. And therefore, because of that, you have to, you have to take challah, even though technically the guy has some ownership of it. Okay. Now the Gemara goes back to the halachas of chametz. And back to the halachas of if goy brings chametz into one's rishus on Pesach. I mentioned yesterday that people have this sometimes that the cleaning lady walks in with a sandwich on Pesach. And here we have that case, Mefurish, in the Gemara. Tanu Rabban on the Gemara says we learned in a brisa. 
Nochri shenich nas lechatzeiroi shel Yisrael, a guy that comes in to the chutzer, to the courtyard of a yid ubitzeikoi biyodoi, and his dough is in his hand, he's holding a sandwich. Ein zakuk levair. You do not have to destroy it. It belongs to the guy. The guy is chametz. Even if it's in my rishus, I do not have to get rid of. Hif kidoi etzlei. But if the guy gives it to him as a pikado, meaning that now the yid is responsible, as we learned yesterday, zakuk levair, then you do have to get rid of the chametz. Says the Gemara, yichid loy bias. If you set aside a place in your house that this is the guy's makaim, ein zakuk levair, you do not have to get rid of the chametz. Shenema loyimatze, because the pasuk says loyimatze that you can't have that chametz is found in your house. But if it's set aside, put aside that that's the guy's chametz, so then you can have it in your house. Interestingly, there's a machloikis Rashi and Taisvus here. If we're talking about chametz that you have some responsibility for, Rashi says that if you have any responsibility, then you're going to be it's it's usher. We're just talking about chametz that you have no achrayas for that you could be miyached or makayim. Taisvus says even if you have some achrayas for the chametz, but if you set aside a place that that's considered now the guy's place, you you you're not chayef about yiro about yimatze. You're allowed to have it in that makayim on Pesach. Micah Omar. So the Gemara says that this brisa ends off saying that we learn out from lo Okay, in other words, the, guy, the, the, the brisa started off saying that if a guy brings chametz into my house, I do not have to get rid of it. However, if it's a pikadain and I take a chrayis for, I do have to get rid of it. Then the Gemara said, if I set aside a makayim, I do not have to get rid of the chametz. Shanemar, the, the b'risa ends off, Shanemar, as the Pasuk says, lo yimatze. So the, the, uh, the b'risa the says, the reason is lo yimatze, but it's unclear the reason for what is lo yimatze. The reason for the iser of if you take responsibility for it, that you can't have it in your Rishos on Pesach, is that learned out from Lo Yimatze? Or is the heter that if you set aside a makayim, um that you do not have to get rid of that, is that what we learn from Lo Yimatze? Maika Omar, what is the Braisa saying? So we have a machloikis. Omar Rav Papa, Rav Papa says, Areshakoi. It's going on the first part of the Braisa where it says that if you take responsibility as a pikadain, for the chametz of a guy, you cannot have it in your Rishos on Pesach. V'hochi ka'amar, this is what the Braisa is saying. Hifkidai etzloi, if the guy gives it to him as a pikadain, zakuk leva'er, then you need to get rid of it, shanemar lo yimotze, because it says that you cannot, it cannot be found in your Rishos, um, your chametz, and hifkidai etzloi is considered your chametz. Ravashi Omar Laulam Asefakoi. Ravashi says, no, this drush of Layimatse is not coming to say an Isser, it's coming to say a heter. Bahakika Omar, and this is what it means. Yichid Loy Bayas, if you set aside a makim in your house for the guy, ain zakuk levair, you do not have to get rid of it. Shanemar, as the Pasuk says, Loyimatse Bivatechem, that it should not be found in your house. But if you're miyached a makayim for a guy, you set it aside for the guy. So v'ha lav didehu. 
it's not considered his because I, I set that aside. That's the guy's area. The nachri kikame ayel because the guy when he brings it in lebeisa the nafshe kame ayel he's bringing it into his own house. When I'm miyached loy makayim when I set aside when I designate a place to be the guy's makayim so then we don't consider that it's bivatechem we don't consider that it's in our houses. Frakti Gemara, one second. So what are you what are you saying here? Hold on a second. Lememra, do you mean to say Deschiros Kanya? Do you mean to say that when a guy rents an area, he's kinda meaning that it's considered his? That it's not considered ours anymore, it's considered his? Hold on a second. The Hatanan, we have a Mishnah. There's a Mishnah in Avaidazara. The Mishnah over there is discussing the fact that it says that in Eretz Yisrael, one is not supposed to rent houses to a guy, but in other places, in Chutzla Eretz, or in Surya, which is an area that was annexed to Eretz Yisrael, but it does not have all the dinim of Eretz Yisrael, that in those areas you can rent a house to a guy, and still the Mishnah says, V'hotnan, we learned in a Mishnah in Avaydazara, Af b'makayim she'omru lehaskir, even in a place where they said you can rent to a guy, loy lebeis dira omru. They didn't mean that you're renting a living quarters to a guy, an actual house to the guy, because that would be a dangerous move. Why? Because in the living quarters of the guy, the guy is bringing in his avaydazaras. Because he's bringing Avaidazara into his house. So if you rent him a barn or a stable for his horses or something like that, so then you don't have to be concerned that he's bringing an Avaidazara in there. So that you could, <clears throat> in those areas, you could rent out to him. But to rent an actual home to him where he's going to bring in his, his Avaidazaras, that you can't do. Practicamara, one second. You just said that when it comes to chametz, which I also can't have chametz in my Rishos on Pesach, but if it's an area that was designated for the guy, it's not considered that it's in my Rishos. So if that's the case, so then why isn't the same thing true in Misachtavay de Zorah? The Isal Kadaitach, the Schirus Kanya, if you hold that when you rent something to the guy, it's considered his. So when he brings the Avaidazara in, he's bringing the Avaidazara into his own house. Sakti Gemara, you're right. That really by Avaidazara we're still concerned, even though the house is not. Is, even though the house is rented out, we're still concerned that if a guy will bring an Avaidazara in, it's considered that he brought it into our house. But there is a heter, it's interesting, sometimes the Laimatse is giving us a chumra, sometimes it's giving us a kula. There's a heter of Laimatse that allows us to designate an area for a guy, and it's not considered Laimatse. Zakti Gemara, the first wide line, Shani Hacha. Over here, it's different by chametz. The afke rachmana belashain lo yimatze, because the Torah expresses it in a lashon of lo yimatze. Yimatze is a lashon of like available. It's findable. It's found available. 
So the Isser is that the Chametz should be available. It's found in your hands. It's accessible to you. That excludes if you designate a place for a guy. Maybe technically it's considered yours, but it's she'enoi matzui biyadcha. It's not considered available or accessible to you, and that's enough. The Gemara says to make it not an issue of bal yiroa bal and you can put the guy's chametz there. Now the Gemara moves on to a very famous halacha, everyone's worst nightmare. What happens if on Pesach you discover chametz? Omar Rav Yehuda, Omar Rav, Rav Yehuda said in the name of Rav, If somebody finds chametz in their house on Yantif. Now, if you find it in a Cholomoyed, you could take it out and burn it. But if you find it on Yantif, so, so then the chametz is muktzah. You can't go take it out and burn it on Yantif. So what do you do? So Zakti Gemara, Koitha Olav you cover it with a keli. You take some kind of a keli that's not going to be moved and you, you cover over the chametz because you don't want the chametz to be accessible, as we'll see, because we're afraid that you might, uh, you might end up eating it by mistake. Omar Rava Rava said, Imshel Hekdishu. However, if that chametz belongs to Hekdish, it belongs, it's, 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 it's part of, it, you, you will makdish it. It's from a, you know, it's for, it's for the base of Mikdash. So if the chametz is hektish, unbelievable. If the chametz is hektish, you do not have to cover it. Why? Now this is a world, unfortunately, that we are not so familiar with the instincts of a yid when it comes to hektish. But we, through the eyes of Rava, we see, it says, if the chametz belongs to hektish, you do not have to cover it with a keli. My taima, what's the reason? Mivdal bedili minei. Because people are separate from it. Mivdal is like a lashon of Havdalah. People are separate from it. There's a natural instinct for one to keep his distance from Hektish. Hektish had to be treated a certain way and has certain dinim. And there's a natural sense of separation from Hektish always, even if it's not Yantif, even if it's not Pesach. And therefore, you don't have to worry that you might inadvertently come to eat it. It's not accessible stuff. Hektish is separate. The Omar of Yehuda, Omar Rav, and we will, will just continuing on this topic. Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rav, shall nachri if you have the chametz of a goy in your rishos on Pesach, which we said is mutter. It's mutter to have the chametz of, of a goy in my rishos on Pesach. But But you need to have a mechitza asaratvachim. You need to separate the chametz of a guy. We make sure to do this when we sell chametz to a guy that it's covered. That we put a sign on the door chametz. Yeah, there has to be a, a ten tefach mechitza mishum heker to make it recognizable, to, so that we don't inadvertently eat it. But v'imshel hektishu, again, if it's hektish, then you do not have to do that. You don't need that mechitza. My taima. Even though we learned we learned that, that hektish also you're allowed to have in your rishos on Pesach, so it's Erev Pesach, and I have hektish, I have chametz shal hektish, which I do not need to get rid of. But I, 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 even though by the chametz of a guy, which I don't need to get rid of, I'm building a mechitza, I'm putting up a mechitza, I'm closing it off so that I shouldn't come to eat it. But hektish is chametz, I do not need to do that. My timer, what's the reason? Mivdal bedili inchi 
mine, because people are automatically separated. People keep away from it. Okay, one more halacha for this Amud. A fascinating halacha also brought in Shulchan Aruch. The Omer of Yehuda Omer Rav. Rav Yehuda said in the name of Rav, Hamefarish, someone who goes on a journey by sea. Someone goes off on a ship. Or someone who leaves home to go on a caravan. So he's going to be gone for a long period of time. He's leaving home. It's before Pesach. It's a while before Pesach. And, and, and it, uh, when, when Erev Pesach comes, he's not going to be home. So, if it's before 30 days before Pesach, so it's before Purim, in other words, you do not have to get rid of the chametz. As we'll see later, 30 days before Pesach is when you have Pesach on your mind. You know, that like feeling when Purim is, is over, and you'll be like, okay, it's Pesach time. It's time to think about Pesach. But before 30 days before Pesach, we don't have Pesach on our mind. It's not, it's not the Zman of Pesach, as we'll see. And therefore, you don't have to worry about Chametz then. You do not have to do, do you don't have to do Bedikas Chametz. Teich Shlei Shemyayim, if it's within 30 days, Zakuk Leva'er, then you do have to get rid of the Chametz. Omar Abaya Abaya said as follows. Hodi Amre Teich Shlei Shemyayim, Zakuk Leva'er. This that we said, that if you leave within 30 days, so let's say you leave after Purim, that you have to do Bidikas Chametz before you leave. In other words, you have, chametz, you have Pesach on your mind. You have to make sure your house is clean of Chametz. That's only true if you are intending on coming back on Pesach. So you're going to be back during Pesach, and you want to come back to a house that was cleaned for Pesach. So if you're leaving after Purim, you're leaving within 30 days of Pesach, you have Pesach on your mind, and it's your responsibility to make sure that there's no chametz in your house. Rashi points out, by the way, that we're not talking here about being over an Issa Deiraisa of having chametz in your house. Of course, wherever you are, you're going to say kol chamira, and you're going to be mevatel your chametz. But we're talking here about the halacha of not having chametz around in the house, which is, and, and on that, we're saying that within 30 days, if you're planning on coming back, you should worry about that, be concerned with that, and be boidik your house before you leave. But if you have no intention of coming back on Pesach, you're planning on not coming back, let's say it's your house in the country. Let's say you're leaving after Purim, you, you spent a Shabbos in the house in the country, and then you're not planning on coming back to that house until Shavuos time. You're going to go back to the country for Shavuos. So, Ein Zakuk Levair, you don't have to do Bedikas Chametz because, because I, I, it's before 30, it's before, I'm sorry, because I'm not, I'm not planning on being there on Pesach. So I'll do my Bittal, and I'm not planning to be there on Pesach, so I don't have a Chiv of Bedikas Chametz. Omale Rava, Rava said to him, oh, no, 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 we, we don't get away that easy. The Edaitoy Lachzor, if a person knows for sure that he's coming back on Pesach, what's the difference when you leave? If you know that you're coming back on Pesach, and you know that you have a kitchen full of chametz, even if you leave Rosh Hashanah time, you have to get rid of the chametz. Because, because you know you're coming back, you're going to walk into your summer home and you're going to, it's going to be full of chametz. 
Elo Amar Rava, Rava says, no, 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 Abaya. The halacha goes as follows. This that we said that before 30 days, you don't have to do B'dikas Chametz, and that was only said, meaning before Purah, meaning I spent Shabbos Chanukah in my, in my summer home. I was there way before Pesach. But this that I don't have to do B'dikas Chametz when I leave, Loyamoron was only said or if I have no intention of being back at that house on Pesach. But if I intend on coming back on Pesach, when my kids say, When are we going back to the country? I say, Well go Chalamait Pesach, so then it doesn't matter if even from Rosh Hashanah one has to do Bedikas Chametz and to make sure that when he comes to his summer home, he shows up there on Pesach, it should be Chametz free. The Azda Rava Letaimei, and Rava goes according to his Svara. We find that Rava Taka taught this halacha. The Omar Rava that Rava said, Ha'oise Beisoy Oitzer. Someone that turns an area of his house into, into an Oitzer, into a, a, a storehouse of Tvua. Now the Tvua is not Chametz, but it's possible that under these piles of Tvua there is there is Chametz. So the the Rava said as follows If you piling on the Tvua before thirty days before Pesach, again before Purim, so you do not need to do Bedikas Chametz on the floor of that Oitzer to get rid of Chametz that had fallen there. If it's within 30 days of Pesach, then Zakuk Levair, then you do have to get rid of the Chametz. And here's where Ravaz Lashitasai. This that we said that before 30 days, you do not have to, you know, it's not Pesach time yet. So you do not have to do Bedikas Chametz. We did not say it. If he doesn't intend to empty this storehouse over Pesach, but if his das is that he's going to be emptying out, lefanois is to empty out, if he's going to be emptying out this storehouse before Pesach, even if it's before 30 days, you also have to get rid of the chametz. Okay, so we will stop here for today, and Be'ezer Hashem, next time, we will learn about what is so special about, what is so special about 30 days that that, that becomes the gvul of when a person has to be more cognizant of their chiv towards Pesach.